0: Welcome back to Detroit Strange and welcome to 2021.
1: It's a whole year older than 2020.
0: It sure is. Uh, We're older, we're wiser, we're hopefully heading towards the end of a pandemic in this year. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, Fingers Uh, crossed.
1: I mean, let's not expect anything too amazing in 2021. Let's just hope it's better.
0: Like, it's got... There's such a low bar for 2021. It doesn't have to be great. Mm -hmm. It just has to be not as bad as 2020.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think if we can maintain that, we'll be good.
0: Yes. Oh, shit. I forgot to open my drink before we started.
1: That's okay. You can do it right now.
0: Okay, then just finish this one.
1: Oh. (laughs) I'll open my second drink, which is just one of those Kroger things while you're opening that. Like, one of those water...
0: It was my first day back to work, so I deserve the second drink.
1: Well, cheers.
0: Thank you. So, how is your New Year starting? What have you been up to?
1: Um, well, I thought it would start so great, because honestly, on the 31st, I woke up and I had, like, this weird rush of energy, and I was actually kind of, like, semi-perfective. Is it because you were
0: excited about your birthday? You're like, we do things? I think
1: it was. I, like, got excited to sweep the floors. It was so dumb. Oh. Uh, but great. Like it felt really good. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, maybe this is like a new outlook and like taking care of myself and trying to like find joy in that, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That's not how the first few days have been. uh Yesterday was a little rough, but it's okay. I'm just trying to be kind and allow myself to come out of it. Yeah. And, you know, just every day try to do something yeah. a little better.
0: I, you know, that's a good way. Cause like, do you ever set resolutions? I don't, because
1: I kind of think they're a little bit of bullshit. I, I set like goals for myself all the time, yeah. but I also have the problem too, of setting too many goals at once. So one thing I really have to do is step back and be like, don't try to change everything at once. Try to change like one thing at a time do it for a successful or not successful, but do it for some amount of time for it to be more like habitual to you. Yeah. Then try to work on the next thing. And that's hard for me because I want to do it all at once. And I think resolutions kind of set us up for that mentality. And I don't think it's the best.
0: Yeah. I don't love resolutions either. I usually do a theme. I didn't even think about like, I feel like for new year's usually I like, Like to do some kind of reflection on the year that passed and Mm -hmm. like journal it, you know, write it in my journal, save Mm -hmm. it for another day. Didn't do Mm -hmm. that this year. Didn't set a theme. Well, what
1: you're talking about essentially is just manifestations then. Yeah. You're talking about kind of doing shadow work, as it's called, and then kind of developing into like a manifestation mindset, which I think is a much better way to do things than like a, a resolution standpoint
0: i think so too and like i th- like i don't know because like uh, just goals in general because like i have to come up with goals for work soon and like it's just such a like box to check in corporate america to have goals like
1: yeah but when it comes to your personal ones you can set them anytime it doesn't oh, have to totally. be the first. like i mean if you really want to get into like the moon and stuff there are better times according to the moon to set them
0: <laughs> yes
1: but you you can set any. I don't like the word goal, but yeah, you can set any kind of uh, intention anytime you want.
0: Yeah, and it's a good
1: thing, no matter what.
0: It is, and yeah, I just like a lot of times resolutions too aren't like, oh, like corporate America again. They had this thing called smart goals, and it's like, I think the A is for achievable, measurable. Oh yeah, know. I
1: think I've used I don't is that like a thing across corporate specific,
0: America? Yeah, it's like specific, measurable, mm-hmm. achievable, realistic,
1: time, something. I'm sure.
0: Time worthy, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like I feel like resolutions like be healthier, like
1: That's What's that mean? Nothing. What does that mean? Yeah, that's 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 so open ended.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't do resolutions either.
1: It just seems like you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Because I've never heard anybody be like, I reached my New Year's resolution. Like, it just, again, I think it's an okay time to do some reflection work.
0: Definitely. And,
1: you know, kind of think about, like, what do you want for yourself?
0: And exactly, then, yeah.
1: Yeah, lay, but lay up those uh, specifics. Like you said, not just be healthier, but maybe, like, I'm going to make sure i get ten thousand steps or you know what like right whatever
0: eat a vegetable every day yeah something i should do i'm not getting This yoga has
1: been on my list yes oh i just drink my vegetables with (laughs) some frozen fruits and then i'm i mean it's just the only way it works for me apparently because i don't always cook so
0: totally I should do something like that because I feel like I don't eat enough vegetables or fruits.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, same.
0: Although a bottle of wine is apparently two servings of fruit. So good to know. Yeah.
1: I haven't had that, though, since years either. So I'm really missing out on my fruits and vegetables.
0: (laughs) I would say um, maybe there's I know there's nothing natural. in this. I'm drinking a Smirnoff cranberry lime sparkling spiked seltzer
1: mm-hmm. and i'm still working through that bud light case so i have a cranberry bud light seltzer definitely we're both
0: cranberry today nice
1: yeah well i got rid of all the flavors i didn't like out of the pack so all the peppermint patties went down the drain oh no they're not they i couldn't
0: do it i know um, but i you like you should have saved them one. and iced people like put put them in people's mailbox
1: that's just rude.
0: <laughs> I know. I remember like two birthdays ago, me and my friend Annie tried to be bring back icing people, but just kept icing each other, and then it ended up with me getting iced four times and her getting iced twice of the six pack. Didn't ice anybody else; just iced each other.
1: <laughs> I can't remember you telling me about this, and I think I've mentioned this one on here before. But last time somebody tried to ice me it was like three or four years ago at my birthday, <laughs> and he handed it to me it was at my house i think i just looked at my friend and i said no and i put it on the <laughs> counter and <walked> away
0: <laughs> that is the appropriate reaction i feel like don't give into to them don't give into like, to that smear eyes
1: yeah he also bought me like some frozen like weird maui wowie wine cooler frozen something I, it was not good whatever happened there i was like oh you
0: yeah, had like the weird like no. capri sun alcoholic dick da- yeah. like they're like daiquiri capri suns you put in the freezer
1: I was like, I am far too old for everything that's happening here right now.
0: I will say those like frozen packs could be okay, but they definitely need a kicker. There's not enough yeah. alcohol in those. It's just like no. there's just enough alcohol, so it doesn't freeze completely. I feel like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't even gonna. It, first of uh-huh. all, I was already in my house on my birthday. I had what I wanted to drink right, are already yeah. available. I don't even know what it was, but I know I wanted it. So it's like, yeah. Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm,
0: no. no, thanks. Sorry. No, Sorry. thank you. Sorry. No, Monty.
1: yeah. You survived your first day back to work today. Let's talk about that. That's good.
0: I did. Um, Having this real fun habit of being told I'm in charge of things, either via email or just surprise you're in charge of things. So, that's been a lot of fun, but, um, you know, it's going to be just fine. Yeah. But just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you've
1: also been doing a lot, though, this weekend to yes. your basement.
0: Yes. I was off for, like, 10 days at work, and by day, like, five, I was just, like, I need something to do, so I started tearing out my basement. <laughs> apparently that was the that was like the um that was the thought there i was like i have time to relax and fully enjoy my time off let's see how i can ruin
1: that oh no i totally do that you've been wanting to that you're also very good at like wanting to do something to your house and like immediately within 24 hours making steps to make that happen like you're like i think i'm gonna paint this room and you're the only person i know that literally like within three days, that room will be painted. Everybody else, it's, like, a month.
0: <laughs> like, basically, once I had the idea, like because like, I think the thing that held me back on the basement for so long was, like, one, I don't know how to do shit. Luckily, my cousin Jerry, friend of the show Jerry, is helping me do it. He knows how to do this shit. But, like, I also just didn't have ideas for what I wanted to do with the basement. Mm-hmm. But then I was just, like, sitting down there this week, and I was like, what if I did this? And I'm like, okay, now we're doing this.
1: No, that's awesome. I'm I I'm excited for you because I think you're gonna be very happy and feel very good
0: about the the results. I think so too. Just because like it'll be nice just to have like a nice big room. I'm gonna put a dining table down there that fits people. Because right now I just like my actual kitchen table sits two people. So I yeah, like yeah. In preparation for quarantine to be over, just want a party basement i'm also getting a recording space out of it which will be nice
1: yes i like that for sure
0: yes so that'll be nice um Mm -hmm. and again after quarantines we can record together again you can come see the recording space
1: yeah it'll be like a new learn like relearning
0: (laughs) yes oh i know it's like i feel like we've we've probably been doing this show longer remotely than we ever did in person right
1: Maybe. It was like thirty something, I think, when we had to switch to this way. So yeah.
0: Yeah, because we're on like what, seventy-four now?
1: Seventy four, yeah. So if not, we're right on the we're the fifty closed. fifty line. Yeah. yeah. Which is very strange to think about. And so we so we've definitely recorded more like this than we have in your basement because we recorded at the Planning Studio for a while too. Yeah. So this is our, our third kinda recording.
0: Situation. Condition situation, yeah. mm-hmm. And it's been working well. I've been I've been enjoying remote recording. You yeah, still see no, each I think, other
1: Yeah, it's, it's better than not.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: in some ways, it's it's not bad for editing. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some there's some positives. I do miss the in person for just like the energy.
0: Yeah, energy of the situation
1: um not that we're flat no <laughs> we're still pretty energetic <laughs> why energetic. am i talking like a muppet a swedish shop oh we're not flat we're
0: stacked do you remember that show that pamela anderson called stacked
1: not at all
0: i like just out of the corner of my mind just like came up with this they don't even think it lasted a season but there was a show called Stacked and Pamela Anderson either worked in like a library or a bookstore.
1: That's weird.
0: I'm pretty sure it was Fox. That definitely sounds like a Fox That's, show.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a Fox show.
0: Still sounds weird. Definitely. Like I said, I don't think it made it like more than a season, but like I haven't thought about that in a minute. No.
1: Uh, I do love thinking of old things like that, though, where you're just like, where did that come from?
0: Just like things that like, was that a fever dream or did that actually happen?
1: Mm-hmm. I had a movie like that for years and now I found out the name of it.
0: What's it called? What's it called?
1: It's okay. First of all, it was a Disney channel or it was a Disney. It was a Disney movie, but not like a theater one. It was, was like it a, a made DCOM? for TV one.
0: A Disney channel original movie.
1: I think. But when did that start? Because this is this movie is from 1978.
0: Oh, probably not then. What is that?
1: Yeah, it's called The Child of Glass. And I didn't know it was a Disney movie, but I've known the name. Child of Glass, and I was watching TikTok, of course, and they said, like, what's a movie, you know, that you don't think anybody else from your childhood remembers? And in my head, I was like, Child of Glass. I've looked this up several times with no finding out of anything. This time when I looked it up, I found out that it was a Disney movie from 1978, which is weird because, like, my first or second grade teacher played it for us. It's the only reason I've seen it. Uh-huh. So they must have had, like, a VHS copy of it or something. And it's about this little boy who finds the ghost of a girl in his attic. Attic. Uh-huh. And I remember that and he had to help her. And that's all I could remember about the movie. And I loved it. I remember crying and loving it. That's all I could tell you. I am so excited. I found a YouTube video about a woman who watched it. It is available. It's not available on Disney Plus yet. But I was I just about to ask I've written that. to them. Yes. But there is God. a DVD of it available for $20. I haven't purchased it yet on Amazon. But it does take 11 to 12 weeks to get it delivered. So it must be like print on demand or something.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy. I would do it like mm-hmm. as someone who bought a DVD because it wasn't streaming anywhere. Can I tell you my mm-hmm. movie? Like it wasn't one that I like watched as a kid, but it was just like one that like I watched once because I like rented it from the library and then like just had it randomly pop in my head years later and then bought it. Uh-huh. I watched it last night just as fabulous as I remembered and I loved it. Uh huh. That movie Tea with Mussolini. Have we talked about it yet?
1: So we've talked about it a couple times I think. I haven't seen it yet. I've wanted to see it. I just it's one of those ones when I sit down to watch something I I don't think about it in the moment. I think about it like in a conversation like this. And like you and can't like, watch oh, it anywhere yeah. you have
0: to borrow the DVD.
1: Oh, see, I don't even know that because I've yeah. never made it that far. I just know that I've it's on my list of things I should watch in my life.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um maybe it will be a movie night when we can meet in person or an outdoor movie night sometime. Not in the winter. Maybe in the spring. And if I,
1: if I order my movie pretty soon. We
0: could have a DVD-only movie. Right?
1: Yes, because
0: DVDs the I really need
1: to. Yeah. Well, the woman in the YouTube, she said she reviewed, like, I don't know, 50-some Disney movies. And she's trying to do them all or something. And she said that, like, she, no, 70-something at this point. And she said she'd only, like, actually credit 10 of them. And a lot of them were bad, but this one was actually good. Love that. Yeah, the only bad thing in this one is you can see the lav mic on the main character (laughs) under the main character's shirt a few times, and that was bothersome. But other than that, it's like a good story. She really liked the cinematography. So apparently it's actually a good movie, and maybe I had good taste when I was in first or second grade.
0: I don't doubt it.
1: (laughs) But I feel like it also explains my obsession with, like, the paranormal. Yeah. I think it was watching that movie. to to be honest
0: i love that you have to order it and get it i think i might even
1: though we'll see we'll see but yeah i would love an old it doesn't exist on streaming
0: it's it always blows my mind that like when things aren't like this sounds so stupid but like when things aren't available on streaming because it's like why Mm mm-hmm like what is the point of having it sequestered in physical form somewhere and like not available to the masses like what benefit is it doing the movie you know
1: i don't think it's benefiting the movie i think the thing is we don't want to pay somebody to digitize this fair i think that's all it really comes down to is that i mean like somebody has to be a part of that process like even if it's just like Putting it into the machine and then reviewing it to make sure it didn't like mess up because that's the other thing too. Somebody does have to review that kind of stuff to make sure there's no glitches. Um, even if that's all the job entails, that's still two hours and ten minutes or you know whatever worth of work that somebody has to pay somebody to do.
0: Oh my god, that would be the dream job. Just watch movies. Oh my gosh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if they were stinkers, I love a movie Mm -hmm.
1: and write a blurb. Be a blurb writer.
0: Yeah. Ah. I would love that.
1: Same. If anybody has any openings, let Alex and I know.
0: Netflix, you listening? Mm -hmm. We'll do this. Yes, Hulu. Hello, Hulu. HBO Go Max Plus Pro.
1: Showtime, can you hear me?
0: There's so many streaming now. There's so (laughs) much streaming.
1: (laughs) There really is.
0: And I can't with all of them. Mm
1: -hmm. No. Nor can I.
0: Yeah. To share it's when you very good to share. Yeah,
1: it's so funny how everybody has their like webs of sharing where they're like, "Well, I do mm-hmm. this one, and then I give this one to this person, this person, this person, and then this person does this one, and they, I get it from them." And da-da-da.
0: yep, it just works, you know. Especially like now that you can have multiple profiles, because that would be the thing that would annoy me is like mm-hmm. I'd be watching my way through a series, then one of my friends would be watching the same series or started after me, and it would like, mm-hmm. "Shit, what episode was I on?" Now they're watching it
1: hmm
0: So the multiple profiles yeah. definitely helps.
1: Although I will say once in a while I'll still get kicked off of Netflix because I think the account only has two screens can be on at the same time or something, yeah. and I'll be the third one trying to come in, and I'm like, damn it. Oh. I must go to Hulu now.
0: I mean, Hulu's definitely been stepping their game up with movies. Oh,
1: I've been watching Hulu. Actually, I've been watching Ugly Body per- as per your recommendation yes. and loving it Where and realizing A, how much I never saw to begin with, and B, how much I've forgotten. Um, Let's see. Oh, she just uh, got her own apartment, and everything is crazy at the magazines. Well, actually, now she's back at... Mood. Yeah, she's back at Mood, and Christina just fell down the stairs.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they know who didn't, just as of the last thing I saw.
0: A Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But I've been enjoying it. It's been a good rewatch for me because I do remember liking it. And yeah. Nice. But anyway, enough talk about streaming mediums. Yes. (laughs) Would you like to hear a story about our fair city, Detroit?
0: Yes, I would love to.
1: We're actually... Gonna travel into the Detroit River a little bit. Oh, it's so cold though. I know, I know. It's okay though. It's okay. Wear a parka.
0: Okay, I'm gonna put a parka on, and then put a wetsuit over it.
1: Over the parka? Oh, yeah. interesting, interesting choice. What? See, I would want to go wetsuit parka wetsuit if I was gonna do that.
0: Let's like, do that then.
1: Double down on the wetsuit, yeah.
0: And I also just over top of that, I want like a Victorian diving suit,
1: just Wait, to make sure the- I drown. One of the big, um, yeah, Cousteau styled. Yes. Yeah. I was doing a head movement, by the way.
0: Yes, oh, <laughs> no, totally. we are listening. Uh, listening, the medium. Helmet.
1: So, in the river, have you ever noticed a little bit of land north of Belle Isle? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that area is called by any chance?
0: Uh Ugly Island. Cause it's not Belle Isle.
1: It's cuter than Belle Isle, though.
0: Bellissimo Isle.
1: <laughs> it's called Pesh Island.
0: Oh, she Pesh. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's actually on the Canadian side of the water. So it is a, a That's Canadian. That's
0: prettier. it's prettier.
1: <laughs> it's, just, it's really cool. There's a lot of canals and stuff on it. It's much, much smaller. It's about, uh, I have it right here, 68 acres. Okay. Yeah, so it's not like a huge parcel of land or anything, but it is interesting because of all these canals and stuff. And it has quite a history. So people can actually visit it by boat only Mm -hmm. today. There are actually tours of it. They're down for the season this year. They will Mm -hmm. return in 20. Well, twenty's season was down 2021 during like the warm months. They're scheduled to return this year. If we're one to revisit the island, they would find there's some docking areas. There's actually a sign that says like Pesh Island. There's grounds with a lot of waterways. Like I said, some of them are man-made canals. There is a singular cement bridge on the island. There's picnic tables and some other like basic park features. Mm -hmm. And also a few ruins from a 40-room estate that once sat on the island.
0: Ooh, that's so cool.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, There's no beach access because there's actually really strong currents and deep water right there. The island actually used to be larger than it is right now. And it used to actually be a peninsula, however, due to erosion. That's why it's now an island. So not great for swimming.
0: No. Yeah.
1: You would also find a lot of beavers. I guess beavers are actually returning to the area after being gone for a long time, which is a good thing for the area. Uh, A few years ago, there were actually eagles nesting on the island. Mm -hmm. they've left but the canadian park system i believe has putting like some eagle nest kind of areas to try and persuade them to come back
0: Uh oh
1: um you'll find a bunch of stuff in the water pike turtles uh gar some muskies and then the northern mad tom catfish which is actually very rare and it's like one of the few areas you'll find it apparently oh uh peregrine falcons And then there's actually some very uh, interesting trees, a lot of very, very old oak trees, and also things like Kentucky coffee trees.
0: Interesting.
1: Yes, which we'll talk about how those got there in a little bit. Okay. So one question might remain. I don't know if actually, I don't know if it's your question, but this is my question. Yes. So why hasn't it been developed a little bit more? Because it sounds like it's got some interesting stuff. And, you know, we have Belle Isle. Like, why isn't there also a bridge, you know, from Canada to Pesh Isle or, yeah. you know, anything like that? Like, just not necessarily Make it like, more
0: accessible. Yeah. Why isn't it more accessible?
1: Yeah. In the past, there was actually talks of turning it into a swanky housing development or possibly an amusement park. But all these plans, every time they're made, they always fall through and there might be a reason for it.
0: Is it haunted?
1: It's not haunted. But there still might be a reason. OK, we'll get to it in a moment. Many years ago, when the land was first discovered by French settlers, there was a small colony of people on the island, which we will talk about. They were part of a family called the Laforets, or Laforests. So they had an S in their name at one point, and at one point they dropped it. But they were there for about 100 years.
0: When they dropped it, Michigan picked it up. Because <laughs> we... Myers.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: We put an S on everything. Sorry. We love our S's. Yeah. Uh,
1: after almost 100 years, ago, the family departed, but they left a curse behind Ooh. yeah so not necessarily haunting but there is a curse upon the island now before we get to that curse we're going to go through a little history leading up to said curse okay so we're going to go back to before any settlers found the land and there's a couple legends now there's different versions of the story of how this came into being uh, I know in the past, like when we talked about the Belle Isle, we talked about like the snake goddess of Belle Isle, how she ended up there
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, through uh, Native American legend. Yeah. And these these are similar, but there's a couple different kind of ways it could go. So who knows? But uh, legend of how the island was formed states that the spirit of sand mountains, so I believe that's Sleeping Bear Dunes, mm-hmm. on the eastern coast of Lake Michigan, had a beautiful daughter that he was afraid would be stolen. And this is where it kind of overlaps with the Belle Isle. Uh, to keep her safe, he put her on a floating wooden box. I worded it where To keep her safe, he <laughs> kept her floating in the lake inside of wooden box and attached it to the shore. Uh, the south, north, and west winds battled over her and created a huge storm. She drifted away and she was tossed up on shore of the prophet, who was uh, basically the, the, kept the gates of the lakes, and this was around the outlet of Lake Huron. He was very happy to find her. And the wind soon found her too, though, and teamed up to destroy the prophet's lodging. The maiden, the box she was in, and the lodging were all swept into the water and drifted through Lake St. Clair into the Detroit River. The remnants of the box created Belle Isle, and the old prophet was placed further upstream, creating Pesh Island. Okay. Yeah. And that's from The Legends of Detroit by Marie Watson Hamlin, 1884. We've read some stories from it, particularly like the Nain Rouge stuff. A lot of that yeah. description came from this book as well. So the isle itself was possibly first spotted by settler René Robert Cavalier on the Sir um, de La Salle's ship, which would eventually be lost somewhere in the northern Great Lakes. This was the first commercial ship to enter the waters, supposedly. And when the French settlers kind of came in and started settling, they added the island to their maps, calling it either Isle au large or Isle du large or large. Uh, after this is when they they started to kind of rename it, and they renamed it Pesh Isle, including Isle aux Peshers and Isle a la Peche. And basically, that's the word for fish. Mm-hmm. Also very similar to the word for peach, which is interesting because there will be a peach orchard on it at one point. Oh. Yeah. But originally, it was used primarily by a few different Native American tribes, actually, for fishing grounds, Could, because probably I'm guessing because of all the canals and, like, little places for fish to get caught. Mm-hmm. And there was like a lot of uh, areas for like breeding grounds for fish too, I think the just the shape and the, you know, of the Island
0: itself. Mm-hmm.
1: By 1789, what we now know as Ontario was divided into five districts to help regulate the land. And it, Pesh Island was mostly in the hands of the native Americans. As I mentioned, as part of a treaty from 1790 for lands in the Western part of the peninsula, including the Island or excluding the Island like I said, as it was heavily used for fishing. So the first permanent residence, though, as I mentioned earlier, was the Laforet or La Forest family. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I'm doing my best.
0: French is hard.
1: Yeah. They moved there sometime between 1800 and 1812. A descendant of theirs named Irvin Hanson Diet Laforet believes that his family may have settled even earlier. He believes Jean-Baptiste Laforet, was given the island as early as 1780 for service in the British military as a guided interpreter. Huh. And John baptiste moved to the island with his five-year-old son, Charles, and his wife, Louisa. A little history about them, though, before going to the island. Here's a little crossover. Like I said, we're, we're at the early 1800s. And Louisa St. Aubin married at St. Anne's Church Antoine, yeah, Antoine Laforet in 17, she had married him in 1750. She gave birth to an illegitimate son fathered by one of the Native American locals Mm -hmm. named Charles in 1775, 1781 to her second child, Jean-Marie Laforest, who was probably the first person actually born on Pash Island. So they Mm -hmm. had since moved there. I just threw that in because I was like, we've read about all these people and places.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, so basically, they kind of claimed this a homestead, and they he passed the title to his son. And they followed this up with having seven extra children. So lots of kids. Yeah. yeah actually. So again, we're back in the early 1800s, having lots of kids, just kind of living there. I will say one of the big problems is that I don't think documentation existed in the way that documentation exists now mm-hmm. for land, and that will come up several times. So they were sharing it with a group of local Native Americans who occupied the western portion, and John would later barter with them to try and gain ownership, basically exchanging livestock for the rest of the island. They were like, sounds good, took it. So they kind of had the whole island. The family continued for almost 100 years, and by 1834, Charles and Oliver Laforet, they dropped the S at this point, raised their large families on the island. They basically, like, processed or cultivated an additional 25 acres of the island. And they also constructed a house and a barn. So kind of still going with it. Yeah. By 1857, the land was transferred to the crown by, officially by the Chippewas. But locals believe the island legally belonged to the Lafore family. Again, paperwork is weird. Yeah. This is when everything's kind of developing. So basically, it seemed like there was actually nothing ever drawn up. It seems like it was always kind of a verbal agreement or deal at this point yeah by 1868 someone tried to buy the island but no further action was taken there it's a little bit of a gray area and the last of the lefores on the island were leon otherwise known as leo and his wife rosalie Juliard. he was the grandson of john baptiste and he and rosalie had 12 children oh my god they were busy uh (laughs) they Raised livestock, grew crops, they fished. Rosalie had a side hustle, of course, weaving straw hats and selling them in Detroit. Love it. Yeah. But they, you know, seemed comfortable in their life. And in 1867, a a deed for the land could not be found. So there must have been paperwork at some point, but Leon couldn't find it. And he held strongly onto four acres basically by squatting. And the rest of the island became part of Canada. He paid taxes on the property to the Canadian government for the rest of his life to maintain those four acres, though. Okay. Because that's, I think, that that's seems, all they wanted. Yeah. That's what they—they they just wanted to live, you know. Yeah. Many years later, it was determined that Leon had only an oral agreement about to the fishing contract, but never signed anything. In Hall, a Canadian businessman had applied for 106 acres of land in 1870, including the island, with the exception of those four acres that Leon owned. Mm -hmm. Hall eventually received his title and he paid so this is official actual paperwork title and he paid twenty nine hundred dollars to the crown. So this is the first time I kind of actually know what was done. Yeah. (laughs) So Hall, the man, the Canadian businessman, he actually died in eighteen eighty two. So I think that's like twelve years later. Yeah, Mm twelve years later. And his executor would sell the land as part of the estate, but it raised the question of that title. It's like those four acres were a little bit weird and such, too. I don't think there was anything official ever done with that. Yeah. This is when probably the most well-known of all the owners of space on the island would step in. Hiram Walker's son. Do you remember that name?
0: Yes. It was so, whiskey, whiskey, right? Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, so the whiskey people kind of stepped in. The son of the uh, Hiram, the guy who owned the whiskey distillery... Very well known in Canada around the turn of the century, uh, purchased the property july thirtieth, eighteen eighty three as a summer home for his father. Okay. So there was a small legal battle over those four acres though, because the paperwork was weird. Yeah. It was basically settled, however, in the Hall Estates that Canadian businessman gave the Lafores one third share of the seven thousand dollars that Walker had paid for the land. Mm-hmm. Leo LaFore. Died in late September of 1883, so the same year, just a few months later. And this is when it's said that a group of Walker's men forced their way into the home of Rosalie and the remaining children and made them sign over the deed. Basically, they came in, threw $300 down on the table, and told them to be out by spring.
0: Shit. Rude. Very rude.
1: Yeah. Um. And that winter, while Rosalie and the children were in Detroit on business maybe selling hats, I'm not sure, but they were away for a little bit. They came home, and someone had ruined all of their winter storage.
0: That's so, so rude.
1: hmm They would not be able to survive there until spring. So when the time came to leave, Rosalie dropped to her knees and cursed the walkers and the island, screaming, No one will ever do anything with the island. Huh. So this is where the curse kind of starts. But it sounds like they deserved it. 100%. Maybe not the whole island, but at least... Yeah. This I get it. I get it.
0: Yeah. So, when you have been wrong, curse the shit out of them.
1: Yeah. So uh, here Mocker tried to develop the island for five years. He dug up more canals, purchased two yachts, named the Past Time and the Lure Line, to help him go between the office and his new homestead for river parties and cruises and such. Uh-huh. He built a 40-room mansion. Uh, He planted hundreds of trees. That's probably why there's that Kentucky coffee tree, for example. Okay. Uh, He put in an orchard, although I believe it was a peach orchard, not an apple orchard. Okay. Uh, Built a greenhouse for flowers, a golf course, some stables, carriage houses, and installed a generator for electricity. Okay. He actually, though, would not enjoy the island for very long. Good. In June of 1895, he gave the land to his daughter. Elizabeth Walker Buell, after having a minor stroke and some other health setbacks. Side note, though, she was, and I read this in two places, she was a bit of a jerk, too, though. Basically, previous to this, they would let locals, like, come, come on the island, and they had a large abundance of peaches, so they would let them come on and pick some and take them home and whatever. Mm-hmm. She didn't want them to do that, so she just had them picked and then dumped into the water.
0: Wasted
1: hmm Well, people would rude. still come by and scoop them up out of the water, but well, that's also good. Still rude. Why yeah, that's just rude. Right. Also more work.
0: You had to pay someone to pick those peaches when the locals were doing it for free, and then you just had to toss in yeah. the water?
1: Man, she... Yeah. Just I curse her cool. ass too. She's probably not dead, good. but I curse her ass. Oh she real dead, yeah. And actually uh in 1899 her um eventually passed as well. Elizabeth, that jerk face, would own the island for about another dozen years or so. But in 1907, was she, she sold it.
0: I hope she was hit by a bus. I
1: don't. I don't know how she they had died. Buses back
0: there, back then. Anyway,
1: maybe she was hit in the head by a peach.
0: Oh, that'd be fitting.
1: Tree, a peach pit.
0: Yeah, take that stone fruit, bitch.
1: It got lodged in her throat. Yes. Um, we're just making all this up, and I love it.
0: we're we're writing the end of her story
1: Uh uh-huh uh but in 1907 she actually sold the island to the detroit and windsor ferry company okay at the time the president yeah at the time the president's name was walter e campbell and he said it would become one of the finest island summer resorts in america and that the big house at the upper end of the island has 40 rooms and will be easily converted into a temporary pavilion and he stated this in a detroit news article in 1907 Okay. It should also be noted really quickly that upon leaving the island, because Elizabeth s- sold it, like I said, uh, things didn't necessarily get better for the Walker Empire. As by 1926, they were, the whole company was actually sold. Obviously, prohibition setting in around this time, creating some interesting changes. Although this is on, in Canada too, which things are different there.
0: Yeah, they became Canada Club whiskey, right? I think that's
1: is that what ha- I, I know we looked up and i can't remember
0: i want to say that's what happened but anyway continue
1: so back to the island mr campbell president of the current company owning the island he died in the home the same year and the property actually fell into disrepair and in 1929 the house burned down to the ground possibly after being hit by a large bolts of lightning
0: damn mm-hmm.
1: yeah cursed maybe
0: probably yeah uh...
1: So, Campbell's Resort never happened, obviously, and the Detroit Windsor Ferry Company still legally owned it, but they had a successor named Bablo Excursion Company that took over control in 1938. They didn't do much with the island, though. It just remained a destination for picnickers, young lovers, and rum runners throughout the 20s and 30s. And it's thought that Bablo merely bought the property to keep someone else from creating another place like Bablo Island.
0: Makes sense
1: especially because it would have been like close way closer to the city
0: oh definitely
1: and not not a great competition yeah not great for competition on the east shore of the island there was a lighthouse back in 1908 and it was mostly unmanned it was just a steel tower beacon and it stood uh basically just to guard for about 70 years but by 1980, the light's cribbing had failed, and the tower had taken on a severe lean. And it basically was about to topple over into the lake. And so the light the light had actually been deactivated in 1965, but in 1983, it was removed by Marine City, Michigan. Okay. They were like, oh, she's not looking good. She is not there we looking go. good. The leading tower to of, of her. Or... Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so Pesh Island went largely neglected past this other than there was like a guard that would kind of you know be on the property check on the property and in 1956 bablo company sold the property to Pesh island limited and they aimed to create a residential area and kind of rework the remains of the walker house or the rest of the remains of the walker house were actually removed by 1957 other than basically like the basic foundation Mm -hmm. there's like a bridge and then the trees that were planted on the property So for years, there were plans devised for the island, but nothing happened until 1962 when Detroit lawyer and investor E.J. Harris purchased it. He wanted to dredge the canals and create a ski hill and protective islands. But a few years later, it was purchased again by Sierra Limited, and they began working on an elaborate park area for the island and constructed several buildings, including a sewage building, a hydro, a water facility, and connected a phone line for the first
0: time. Interesting.
1: For one season, they ran ferry boats that departed from Urdiapay Park and barges from Riverside to the island. Mm-hmm. But again, that only lasted one season. And mismanagement and financial difficulties led to Sierra declaring bankruptcy in 1969, which also caused him, this is another throwback to another episode, caused him to lose the 50-acre Grey Haven estate in Detroit, which is that other canal area that we talked about. Oh, shit. With the sex dungeon
0: yeah (laughs)
1: yeah yeah that area so rc pruger of riverside construction purchased the island and wanted to develop it into residential or commercial commercial recreation that would have included like a marina but guess what financial restrictions struck again and he was forced to sell that island now we're up to 1971 uh at this point there's a large lobby by local conservation groups for the government to purchase the property And uh, give it to the uh, Department of Lands and Forests. Uh This was actually done. And originally they wanted to use this like a nature study area for students. They wanted to spend a few million dollars on trails, picnic shelters, and other structures. But there were no funds. Yeah. So at the end of 1974, it was declared a provincial park. So it still stayed with the government. I just think a lot wasn't necessarily put into it like they wanted. Yeah. However... It's kind of just been doing that for years and years until October of 2020, when oh. it was announced mm-hmm, that there's a two two phase plan to renovate the island. Phase one involves using 11,000 tons of rock from Amherstburg to build walls and miniature islands that will basically protect the property from more erosion. Okay. Uh, like I said, basically it could be gone in a couple hundred years if it were yeah not protected, and it will also allow the creation of fish habitats along the northern side of the island. Love that. uh, By creating these kind of, like, mini islands. Yeah. And phase two aims to protect the northeast side of the island in the, Lake St. Clair area. Two and a half million dollars has been dedicated to shoreline work and more than $600,000 in additional funding has actually been secured for the projects. Nice. Yeah. And that is the story of the other island that is not Belle Isle, but it is Pesh. Or Pesh. Pesh ASR of different words.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um anyway. That was amazing.
1: Uh so my sources real quick were walkervilletimes.com the Curse of Pesh Island article, citywindsor.ca. So their their website has a thing about the island do 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 oh nailhead.com an article called forbidden fruit curse of pesh-, pesh island and of course a little tiny wikipedia a dash of wikipedia
0: uh a dash of wikipedia makes every story better
1: mhm yeah
0: it's like frank's red hot i put that shit on everything That's <laughs> true <laughs> uh now i really want to go there me too i like it sounds so interesting i just like the idea Of, like, a Mm -hmm. semi-settled island. Seems spooky and fun. A cursed, semi-settled island.
1: I know! Like, I've always been curious what it is when I've looked at a map, but then kind of, like, trailed away from it just a little bit. And I have a really cool picture, actually, if I can find where I put it. I have too many things open on my
0: computer. I just want it to become, so, like, Detroit's the Paris of the Midwest. I want Pesh Island to be the Venice of Canada. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Except for, like, nature. (laughs) Just canals.
1: But yeah, so I want to go there.
0: Me too. Whenever
1: that's possible. You gotta find
0: some boats.
1: (laughs) A lot of people have kayaked there, it looks like. I don't, I think you can do that from the Canadian side. Okay. I don't, I don't know how it works from here, because I don't know what, like, the currents are like, or
0: is that legal?
1: Right? Yeah. I've always wondered I don't understand how that works.
0: Because there's definitely been times when I'm standing on the Detroit Riverfront, like Canada's not that far. What if I just swam there? I never do it, but.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if you look up, a lot of the photos are of people like kayaking up to the property just because there's so many. There's a few trails, but it's mostly like these little canals and stuff all over this island.
0: That's really cool. That'd be a lot of fun to kayak through.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I think so, too. So someday. a child.
0: I can kind of see it's it's like slightly fish shaped. Like it's just like a fish without a tail.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit too and it's weird if you if you do look at the um view on Google Maps, like you can see
0: Where it it's used interesting to, be. to see the
1: under Yeah. Like
0: it used to be huge. Well that's so fun. Thank you for that. I now know Apache yeah, Island. My
1: pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for listening
0: um so you actually have some choices for your two truths and Ooh. a lie so like i've been doing trivia for my work for a couple months now and i decided to do a category this week called two truths and a lie year edition okay so basically how it works is i give you a year and three events that happened that year and one of them's a lie okay. so here's the options you have for years okay 2001 1950, 1995 mm-hmm. and 1984. I'm going to go 2001. Okay. 2001. Yes. Number 1. Wikipedia is launched. Number 2. Okay. Dolly the sheep is the first cloned mammal. Like Dolly the sheep is born. Uh C. Tiger Woods set records for having all four PGA Tour titles simultaneously.
1: This is hard. Yeah, I know they all happen generally around there. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Dolly.
0: That's true. That's the or that's the that's the lie.
1: Okay, because was it earlier?
0: Yeah, 96. Okay, so okay. Uh, Dolly was born in 96 and died in 2003.
1: It just it seemed like yeah, it was a different point of my life.
0: <laughs> uh, definitely. A fun fact about Dolly the Sheep. Do you know who she's named after?
1: Is it Dolly Parton?
0: It is, isn't that oh, fantastic. it? I never knew that. I never made that connection, but I look, as I Google Dolly I the mean, Sheep, Dolly Parton. Dolly.
1: Everything should be named after Dolly Parton.
0: Yes. Oh, okay, I mean, I'm going to make you do the 1984 one because it's all catchphrases, so you get two this week. Okay, okay, okay. So which one of these catchphrases didn't originate in 1984? Okay. One. I pity the fool Two, where's the beef three. I'll be back.
1: Hmm. I think I'll be back was later.
0: No, I'll be back. The Terminator was uh, okay. 1984. Then I
1: think I pity the fool was earlier.
0: It was. I pity the fool was from Rocky three okay. and it was from
1: 1982. Okay. I, the second you said phrases from 1984, I was like, where's the beef is one of them.
0: Yes.
1: I don't know. Dude, that was 1984 specifically, but... Where's the beef? I was like, I think where's the beef was then.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but they should replace so it you, with ground turkey. That's my answer. That's where's my answer. Ground turkey! Exactly. I love ground turkey.
1: Where's the mocha burger?
0: Where's the impossible burger?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: They need to bring... Well, she's probably dead. They need to get a new old lady to just scream things for Wendy's.
1: I mean, they could. Yeah, we we got them. We got them out there.
0: Hello, Wendy's. Well when be in you touch. get the
1: Impossible Burger, Wendy's, that's your commercial.
0: Yeah, it's just play the "Where's the Beef" and then show like that car with that old lady just like driving off a cliff, down on the Wii style, and then a new car pulls up with a new old lady, and she goes, "Beef is gone. We don't care about her anymore." And just like Impossible Burger, that's the license plate.
1: But it's spelled like yeah, or something. Yeah.
0: And then like BGR burger.
1: Uh huh. Perfect. Yeah. You're welcome, Wendy's. You're welcome.
0: That was a free commercial. You should sponsor us now. If you know Wendy's. Yep. <laughs> but like, I think Wendy's real name was like Belinda or something. It's not Wendy. Mm. Wendy was like a nickname. Okay. So Wendy's is a lie.
1: Them and their square
0: burgers. No, it was like. I'm pretty sure it was, like, Belinda. Let me see. Should I Google Wendy's Wendy? Melinda, not Belinda. Melinda Lou, quotes, in quotation marks, Wendy. Thomas. Weird. Like, how do you get Wendy out of Melinda? I don't know. I feel like the restaurant happened, they're like, well, you're Wendy now, bitch. Get them pigtails on.
1: Yeah. I don't know, maybe they just thought Wendy was cute, though. That's true. Sometimes people have nicknames that aren't...
0: Like Miley Cyrus. Her name isn't Miley. It might be now, but... It was like Moonchild or something like that. Oh. Well, she got Miley because she was always smiling, so they called her Smiley.
1: Oh, there you go. See? Yeah. People get nicknames like that.
0: Destiny Hope was her real name. Destiny Hope Cyrus.
1: Oh, yeah. no, Miley works much better.
0: No. Yeah, we need... We like Miley yeah and related to dolly parton tying it all back oh, i didn't know that uh godmother dolly partons her godmother oh it's so not like real relation it, yeah. but like yeah
1: well that's really fun yeah I enjoy that
0: well now that we've talked about dolly miley and everyone in between i think that wraps us
1: i think so we are for the first time in 2021
0: that's a wrap
1: we are wrapped like the end of 2020
0: <laughs> yes but if you want to follow us into 2021 on social media, uh, it's at Detroit strange on Twitter at Detroit strange on Instagram, Facebook, just Detroit strange. And our email address is Detroit strange at gmail.com. I'm not sure why I decided to change up the wording of that, but I did 2021. New it's
1: year 2021 yeah. And as always, you know, we want you to do the things podcast, love rate, subscribe, review. That would be fantastic. Share us with your friends, share us on your social media. We're gonna be trying to come up with some ways to to maybe even make contests for swag or something this year. Ooh, That's something yeah. we've talked about. But if you wanna buy it on your own and just you know, support beat the show. us to the punch. Yeah. Uh support the show, you can add our threadless shop, Detroit Strange. We also have Patreon, Detroit Strange. We also yes we
0: got our our patron <laughs> our newest patron karen d karen d karen We're d so supporter Thank of you. the show yes honestly i love that she mm-hmm. listens i love that she likes it i agree. so special shout out to karen d yeah. friend of the show
1: but i think
0: until next until time
1: until next time
0: stay, stay strange.
1: strange
0: didn't break eye contact that time it's perfect
1: Wonderful, love it. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo Sex and Violence.